Have you ever done something crazy? Something you had second thoughts about even while you were in the process of doing it? You talked about it out loud to make it real, but something inside of you still said, you must be joking. That's how I felt the night I stopped taking birth control and prayed the same prayer Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Lord, if you would, please take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. In my new book, Walking on Water, a 21-day devotion on faith, I share my journey through an unplanned pregnancy and how the lessons I learned over the course of nine months will help both you and I to do bold and scary things. You can get your copy of this new book today by going to blackgirlswithpurpose.org forward slash shop forward slash faith. And as a reward for being a part of our Black Girls of Purpose community, you can get your book shipped for free. All you have to do is enter coupon code BGWP. Purpose peeps, welcome back to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls of Purpose. Now, those who have been listening to the podcast are probably surprised to hear my voice because the last time we spoke, I said that it was my last episode for 2019, and I thought it was going to be, honestly. I knew God had given me a specific word for this month, but I was feeling really burned out. I had gotten just some insight from some sisters in Christ about how I needed to take a break. And so for people who know me, I go to extremes. I'm like, okay, I'm cutting everything off. I'm not going to be on social media, which I haven't been on my Instagram page, but it's like, I'm not going to be on social media. I'm not going to send any emails. I'm not going to do the podcast. I'm not going to do anything until God tells me to move. And that was accurate. He just told me to move quicker than I was expecting. And I'm really glad because this word, even as I reread it this morning in preparation for coming on here to record, is going to bless so many people. And I say that because I know it's blessed me and it's just so timely for it to be the message for the end of 2019. So if you paid attention to the title, this the series that we're going to be closing out this year with is Pain and Purpose and God made an analogy between purpose pain and labor pains and all these different types of pain that we go through earlier this year. And so every time I thought I was going to do this lesson, he would push it back. I thought it was going to, I think initially I wrote it for June and then he gave me a different lesson. So I pushed it back to July and August and September and October and November. And now here we are in December and he's finally released me to release this message for you. So I hope that it blesses you. I hope that you get a ton out of it. I hope that you will share it with people in your community because I want all of us to birth the things that God wants us to birth before the end of 2019. I don't want us to wait until 2020. So with all that said, let's get into the episode for this week. So our passage of scripture for today is going to be coming out of Luke 1 verses 26 through 45. And it reads, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David and the virgin's name was Mary 
And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favorite one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what kind of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him to the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And the relative, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her, who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to me, according to your word. And the angel departed from her. In those days, Mary arose and went with haste to the hill country to a town in Judah. And she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting came to my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is he who who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And again, this is Luke 1, 26-45. Now, the title of today's message is What to Expect When You're Expecting. And... Before I even get into my story, because y'all know I share a passage of scripture and then I share a story, I just want to talk about how awesome God is. Because literally, y'all, as I'm reading this, I'm thinking about the fact that he had us talk about this expectation, this birth of Jesus in the month of December when we celebrate Christmas. How tight is God? Like, you can't plan this stuff. You can't make this stuff up. That's just a side note. So... I want you to know I did not even intend on that. But as I was reading, God was just saying, you see why I had you do it in December and not another month. So anyway, that was just a side note. But I want to reread that last verse and then I'll share my story. It says, and blessed is she who believed that there will be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Now, many of you know, in June of 2017, the sixth month of the year, which is when I thought was going to be when we published today's episode or today's series, I received what I believe was a promise from the Lord that in one year, my family and I would be declared debt free. So that was June 2017. So I was expecting to be debt free by June 2018. We had a great deal of debt at the time, two credit cards, two student loans, my husband's and my a car loan, and I owed tuition from a B-school course that I had taken that spring. Along with the promise, I believe that I received a roadmap that required us to get a certain amount of clients for our company, Brands by Bree. It was not going to be easy, but nothing was impossible with God, so I believed. Ironically, over the course of the next several months, we actually acquired more debt, and it caused me to doubt what I thought God had said. Instead of the relief that I thought we'd be experiencing, I was actually experiencing pain, and it rocked my world and tested my faith. All that said, fast forward two and a half years later, and through many trials and testing, as scripture said, I have found my faith has not wavered, but actually gotten strengthened. 
I firmly believe what Numbers 23, 19 says, that God is not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should change his mind. And because of that, I've had to understand that if I don't receive something, it's because he's being intentional with his processes. When I thought about the journey that I've gone through over the past two and a half years, it reminded me a lot of pregnancy, which is funny because I've been pregnant off and on again since 2017, pregnant with my first son, Jaden, and pregnant with my son, Jonathan, who just made nine months a few weeks ago, or actually last week. And so I just know that God is intentional with his timing. But for any of you who've been pregnant or maybe you've had friends or family members who are pregnant, when you receive the news that you're expecting, there's so much excitement that happens initially, but there's a very long process between when you receive the news that you're pregnant and when you actually have the delivery. Depending on the person, you may experience morning sickness, mood swings. You often have restrictions on what you can eat. And all of a sudden, because you're a vessel, you focus less on yourself and more on your baby. As you progress in the pregnancy, you may experience stretch marks too. They come as a physical representation of the physical development that your body is going through. So if you're pregnant with a promise, what can you expect? We can look to today's focus scripture to answer that question. The first thing you can expect when you're pregnant with a promise is that you're probably going to struggle to believe. And I get the revelation from that for Luke 1 34, which says, how can this be? Now we see that the angel came to Mary. He said, blessed are you amongst women or well, Elizabeth told her that she was blessed among women, but the angel Gabriel came to her and he said, greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. And immediately she, she started questioning. It says in the verse, she started questioning and wondering what kind of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord will... And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom and of his kingdom. There will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? Now, when I think about this, I just think about God's promises. Whenever he gives us a promise, whenever you receive a word on your life, many of us, I don't know anybody who gets a word from God and is like, okay, God, yep. You're going to do it immediately. There may be some part of you that struggles to believe. Even if you do have the faith that he can do it, you're thinking to yourself, at least if you're like me, you're thinking, okay, one, are you sure? And two, are you sure you want to do that through me? We have this imposter syndrome that says, okay, God, no, you can't use me. I'm not sufficient enough. I don't have enough wisdom for that. But y'all know one of my favorite scriptures talks about how God uses the foolish things to confound the wise things. And so I want to share this with you because I think that sometimes people feel ashamed that they're struggling to believe what God said. And I want you to let I want to let you know that that is a very natural part of the process. Even when I got pregnant with my first son, Jaden, that's a part of my testimony. I just struggled to believe. And part of that was because it didn't happen in my timing. I was planning on having children much later. And so part of me was really looking at the pregnancy test like, wait, what? 
But even for people who get excited about their pregnancy, people who have been waiting to be pregnant, I find, I would imagine that you do that same thing. You're looking at the pregnancy test like, really? I'm really pregnant? I'm pregnant? You just put it down and you take it up again like, no, I'm really pregnant. And so that's how it is when we're pregnant with God's promises. We think to ourselves, is this really going to hap- happen through me? And we're thinking through all of the parts of delivery. Oh, can, can I really do this thing? And I know that was another part that I was anxious about. I thought to myself, wait, okay, you're telling me I'm pregnant and I'm going to have to deliver this baby. Like the baby's going to have to be delivered through me. That's what you're saying. And I really couldn't wrap my head around it. But what God showed me, he said, Brie, I made pregnancy a process for a reason. You're getting anxious about something that is nine months away. And I know that there are, we're actually going to talk about things being birthed prematurely next week but there are instances where babies do come early but that often comes with a lot of complications and so God is strategic in having it be a nine-month process really 10 months and he does different things when you if you get when you're first pregnant that first pregnancy you usually get that pregnancy app and you're tracking the growth of your baby and oh they're the size of a lemon today they're the size of a pomegranate today oh it says that they open their eyes for the first time today you're tracking this different growth and 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 if you pay attention to that you see the different things that are happening it's the same thing with the promises that God has given us He doesn't want them to be birthed prematurely. So he takes us through these different processes so that when they are delivered, we will be ready. Now, that's the first thing that you have to understand when you're pregnant with the promises that you may struggle to believe. But the second thing you have to understand is that the Holy Spirit is the one who allows you to conceive. Now, this is true both physically and spiritually. And I feel led to say for anybody who is struggling with fertility and you're thinking to yourself, okay, this is never going to happen for me. If you know that God is giving you the promise and even if you struggle to believe, remember that he is the one who gives you the ability to conceive. I told my husband and many other people, I feel like because of the media and these movies where people get pregnant accidentally. Oh, whoops, we're pregnant. Whoops, we're pregnant. We don't we have diminished the miracle of pregnancy. There are so many things that have to go right in order for you to get pregnant. There are so many intricacies, right? Because God is so detailed. And so he is the one who allows you to conceive again, physically and spiritually. And on the spiritual side, so many times we doubt God's promises, chalking them up as our own dreams. We just think, oh, well, that's just me. I'm the one thinking that I'm going to write a book or I'm the one who said I want to travel and You have to understand God's the one who put those desires in your heart. Ephesians 2 and 13 says, for it is God who is at work in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And so if you feel like there's this thing that you're constantly thinking about, that you're constantly dreaming about, that you tell everyone about, but you're not walking in it. Think to yourself, maybe this is God's purpose. And I talk to women all the time about how. We often dismiss the things that God has given us because we feel like they're not significant enough. We think, oh, no, that could never happen for me. Or, no, God can't bless my family through this particular ministry. I just want to sew. How is God going to bless my family through my sewing? Or I like baking. How is he going to bless my family through my baking? And often, y'all, we abort the promises of God. 
in the same way that people abort their babies because they are concerned with how things are going to go or what people are going to say or if they're going to be able to provide for them. We abort the promises of God because we say, well, God, you can't do this through me. God, I don't have enough money. God, I I, I don't have enough resources for this. So I'm just going to stop right here and I'm going to do something different. And that's such a tragedy. And when I was studying for this, I, I, God brought to my heart Isaiah 55, 8 through 11, which says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the, achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Now, I feel like for me, this is true even for this podcast. Like When you are pregnant with God's promise, when it's time to birth it, you have to birth it. It, it just won't let go of you. And I just remember even last year when I was about to launch in October of 2018, I started having doubts right before I was supposed to launch. And I just thought to myself, no, you know, this isn't God. I can't do this. You know, maybe this is just me. Maybe I'm moving prematurely. And when I tell you that I read a scripture and I was doing a Bible study called Daring Faith by Rick Warren. And the the third action step from his Bible study for that day was to launch. God told me to, directly, he said, it's time launch, go forward, move. And that's how it was even for this month's series. I felt like he wanted me to deliver this message, but I also felt like he was telling me to take a break. And so my prayer, anytime I feel like I'm hearing from God, is God, if this is you, make it clear. If you don't want me to do this, let it go away. If you do want me to do this, then keep bringing it to my heart. And so that's what he did with this series. And so I told him this morning, I said, God, if you want me to do this, let there be four Tuesdays left in December and I looked at my calendar and sure enough there were because I said I don't want to start this thing and not be able to finish it I don't want to be able to I don't want to have to say oh y'all catch us next month and for part two I want to be able to do this series in completion for the month of December and so we have to remember we have to that God is the one who gives us the ability to conceive and so if you're constantly dreaming about something Say, God, I believe that you want to do this through me. And so I need you to give me the strategy to execute it properly. So I said, if you're pregnant with the promise, first, you may struggle to believe. Second, you have to understand the Holy Spirit is the one who allows you to conceive. But third, you have to choose to stand on what God said in spite of what you see. I'll say that again. You must choose to stand on what God said in spite of what you see. Now, if you go to Luke forty one forty five, which was the last verse, it says, And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Mary was able to believe in spite of what she could see. And I talked about how we had to understand that the Holy Spirit is the one who will allow us to conceive. Because in this passage of scripture, it says, And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Now, what stands out to me is that even 
I just feel like God was really intentional in, in speaking through the angel to Mary because he knew that it would be hard for her to believe, right? That was our first point. point. He talked about how the Holy Spirit was going to be the one who gave her the, the ability to conceive. And he said that he she, he knew that she was going to have to be able to stand on God's word in spite of what she could see. But even with that, he showed her an example of what he was doing through her family. And so he showed her Elizabeth. He said, hey, look, here's your cousin. She was called barren. And look what I did through her for my glory. And so I feel like God will also position you around people that I guess this is just a side note based upon Holy Spirit's lead. But God will position you around people who are also pregnant with promises that may look similar to yours. Now, it's going to be up to you to not start comparing yourself and say, "Okay, well, well, if God's doing it through her, then he doesn't need to do it through me. He may be showing you people giving birth to those promises just so you can believe. Or even being pregnant with the promise, they may be a little bit farther along in their pregnancy so that you can believe. But you still, even if you don't see people around you who are pregnant with the promises, you still have to choose to stand on what God said in spite of what you see. And as I thought about this, it made me think of your first pregnancy versus your second pregnancy. Now, for me, when I was pregnant with my son, Jaden, I started showing at 16 weeks and even then it would it just kind of looked like a food baby I wasn't really round or anything and it's just so interesting that I could be I actually lost weight in the beginning and I don't know if that's really common I feel like it is you lose a little bit of weight then you gain a ton of weight but I lost some weight initially so I was actually the the skinniest that I had ever been and there was no indication outwardly that I was pregnant with something that I was pregnant with a baby and I feel like that just ties into being willing to work behind the scenes in the same way that God works behind the scenes with us, that he is intricate. And and Psalm 139 talks about how we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And he knew us when we were in our mother's wombs. He is so intricate and he works things behind the scenes before there's even a visible indication that something is happening. And I know for me, I'm always about the visual. I'm like, no, God, people need to know what I'm doing. We out here, we're making these moves and God's like, baby, come and be developed with me. And it makes me think of Christine Kane when she did this anointing versus gifting message at Bethel. In Bethel, at Bethel, I don't know, y'all, you know, they have a school. And so um, she was talking about the dark room and being developed in the dark room. And it's the same thing with us. We are developed in our mother's wombs, which are dark places, right? But the, God is doing different things. He's He's not exposing us to light too soon. He's not allowing us to be birthed prematurely. And so we have to be able to choose to stand on what God said in spite of what we can see and understand that he may be developing some things in the darkness, but they will come to the light. They will be delivered eventually. Now, with all of that said, I know for me, I know we're going to be debt free. I know that we're going to be wealthy one day. I, and, I, and I feel like God has emboldened me to be able to say that publicly because what I see is my bank account that is not popping right now, right? What I see is the fact that I still have student loans that I have to pay off. But even that, y'all, that's a blessing. And, and thank you, Holy Spirit. That's a blessing because I talked about in the beginning how we had two credit cards we had to pay off. We had student loan debt. We had B-school tuition. And we paid off a lot of our debt. 
my husband's student loan. We paid that off last year. I paid off that B school tuition last year. We paid off uh, both of our credit cards last year. So it's like, and when Kane Lottie, y'all built some credit card debt back up this year with some different things, even with business. But just to see, even in our financial sunken place, which many of y'all have heard me talk, talk about, he still allowed us to move forward and, and, and push forward into becoming debt free. And so I could easily look and say, well, God, you said you were going to do this and that. And now it's like I can still see those things moving, but they happen gradually. You can't expect to rack up. And this is not how much debt we have. I'm just giving a big example. You can't expect to rack up $300,000 worth of debt and then pay it overnight. Now, if God decides he wants to pay all of your debt off instantly, he can do it. But I think a lot of times we get ourselves in situations and... We It takes us time to get into that sticky situation and then we want God to deliver us from it immediately. And I've shared that God has disciplined me through this season. That when I was talking about this two years ago to him and I was asking him, God, why are we going through this? What's happening? He showed me that he was disciplining me. Now, did I know that it was going to be a two and a half plus year season of discipline? I did not. And I promise you that if I did, I would not have made the decisions that I made financially. But I am still grateful because of the things that it has taught me. And it's taught me how to be genuine and generous. It's taught me how to be a better steward of my time, my resources. It's taught me how to look for deals. It's taught me how to be grateful. Because before it just was, you know, when I was in corporate for that one year, because I had it, I wasn't ever worried about not having it. I wasn't looking at a budget because it's like, well, you know, the money's in the account, girl. So what you looking at a budget for? And now I am way more consistent with my finances and I am more intentional with my finances because before I would make just sporadic decisions and now I take a step back and say God is this the right decision for me and if it is is this the right timing and that ties into what we'll be talking about next week about birthing things prematurely but all this said y'all to say I still believe all the things that God has promised me. I believe the promises that he's going to bring to pass for Black Girls of Purpose, for my nonprofit Unity Queens, for what he's going to do through my husband and my marriage, for what he's going to do through our children, through other people who are attached to me. I believe. I believe. And it's been painful over the course of this past two and a half years because, again, I'm looking at what I can see and I'm saying, God, am I crazy? Are you really going to do these things? Oh, another example, the Activate community, y'all know we announced that the month of October. We announced that and I thought for sure we were just going to sell out of all these memberships and I got some people signed up. I did, but it wasn't what I was expecting. And just yesterday, I had to repent for making an idol out of time. And that's not something that you would typically think of as an idol, but I was just so committed to God doing things when I thought he was supposed to do them that he said, okay, are you committed to the deadline or are you committed to me? If I'm establishing your legacy, if this is something that's going to happen for the rest of your life, isn't it worth waiting on me? And I had to repent and just say, yes, God, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm not going to get so caught up in the wind that I missed the awesomeness of what you're doing. The beginning of 2019, I did not have any goals or vision for my life. And I'm not exaggerating. 
one of my friends said, what are your goals for this year? I said, I don't have any because I had gotten so committed to goals that I feel like God almost, it was, it was like he shut that part of my brain off where I was just living from day to day. And now I'm blessed to have vision again, to be, to have things that I'm working towards consistently. But again, because of what I've been through, I'm trusting God to birth these promises in his perfect timing. And so if you're expecting in this season and you haven't given birth just yet, I want you to trust God to continue developing in you exactly what you need. It's always exciting when you find out that you're pregnant, but you have to have everything properly addressed, developed in his perfect timing. So in the light of timing, we're going to talk more about premature promises next week. But I hope this episode blessed you. Remember, if you are pregnant with a promise, you can understand that you may struggle to believe. But the Holy Spirit is the one who allows you to conceive. And you must choose to stand on what God said in spite of what you see. That is all for this week, y'all. You can follow us on Instagram at Black Girls of Purpose. Follow me personally on Instagram at The Black Girl with Purpose. I told y'all I'm not on social media right now, but you can follow me anyway. You can look at our old posts and those sorts of things. You can also subscribe to our email list, blackgirlsofpurpose.org forward slash join. That's the best place to stay connected with me because my email list people always get the tea. They always find out what's coming next before I announce it to everybody. And so I, again, hope that this episode blessed you for this week. Uh, Our scripture, just in case you want to go back and read more of it, was Luke 1, 26 through 45. And I want the verse of this week to be Luke 1, 45, which says, And blessed is she who believed that there will be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. I love y'all and I hope you have an amazing week.